Hi friends, thank you for joining me for today's Talk for Your Walk with Bridget Lynch. I am excited to be here with you once again for episode 42, and I look forward to sharing some things with you. I'm going to talk about my new tattoo that I got, the one that's coming, and then we're going to talk about timing and we're going to talk about trust. And so hang on, stay tuned, and we're going to have some fun together today, okay? Hey, so you ever have something that is just, (laughs) you're so in the waiting for it and you're waiting and you're praying and you're waiting and you're praying. And this might seem like super um, first world issue to you, hashtag first world problem, but I have things that come up that just it just feels like I'm, it's constantly put on the back burner, right? Any mamas out there feel like you personally are on the back burner, not just something in your life, but you? Yes, I know. I get that feeling too. And we're going to talk about that in a minute too, that perspective in a minute um, or a few minutes because you know how much I talk. But I do want to let you know that I, last week I got a new tattoo And people are probably like, if you don't know, I have at least seven tattoos, eight if you count the one cover up, now nine with a third cover up. (laughs) Um, Actually, yeah, this would be one, two, this would be the second cover ups and the third tattoo in one spot, okay, which is on my ankle. And most people go, oh, and a lot of people are afraid of tattoos or they're like, I don't like needles. And I'm like, it just feels like they're scratching your leg, but not really. It's kind of hard to explain. So anyway, obviously it doesn't bother me. I have nine. Um, But it was a spot on my ankle where initially I made a really bad decision and got a tattoo there. And then I covered it up the first time with my son's name and my firstborn's name. And then um, it just faded and it was to the point where it really wasn't done that well. And it was just an eyesore for me. And I'm like, I just want something beautiful. I want something that looks really nice. And so I got to have that done last week and it is amazing. Naomi is a local artist here in my town and she is also a tattoo artist, clearly. And she, I mean, even her, even if she never did a tattoo, you guys, like her artwork itself is incredible. I mean, I'm artistic and so I can so appreciate and value the time that it takes for someone to complete a piece of art. And so if I, you know, talk to someone and they tell me it took four months to do this artwork, it's like, that's crazy, right? Or someone could even go, I took two hours to do this. And then you're like, okay, whoa, you're like amazingly talented. Okay, right? Because I have a really good friend and her husband can go, oh, I'm going to make this like for my husband's birthday. They're good friends. And so he was like, oh, he likes, um, what's that Star Wars um, runoff show? Um, Mandalorian. Sorry for my husband and friends that I don't know Star Wars stuff. So anyway, it it came to me though. It came to me. Be proud. And so he drew um, a picture and like the night before we were going to dinner for my husband's birthday in like two hours. And I was like, no way. It's so good. I mean, it's just so good. It's the Mandalorian with Grogu. And I'm just like, this is crazy that you just, oh, I'm just going to draw this out while I'm sitting and watching TV. And I mean, serious. So whether you're a two hour, you know, 
draw or, or you're a two-year painting. It doesn't matter. If you are artistic, like God just anointed you with that. I, I am, I'm always so impressed. I love art. I love seeing the beauty in, in people. And because art is, is from the heart, literally. And so people typically have a story. And that's what I love about tattoos. People typically have a story with why they have a tattoo. And for me, for this one, the cover up is a mama elephant and two babies with some floral um, on the bot towards the bottom. And it's gorgeous and I absolutely love it. And the reason I chose elephants is because I've always loved elephants. My sister and I have this thing where she likes frogs and I like elephants. I'm, I'm sure some people can relate out there. Um, but so I know that I could buy my sister a picture with a frog on it and she would love it. And I know that she could buy me something. She brought, she bought me a brooch a few years ago and it's an elephant and it's beautiful and I love it and I have it still, right? So I love elephants because they're strong and they're loyal and they have the largest brain in the animal um, kingdom and they are just incredible creatures, Right. And the way that they love their babies and take care of their babies are is just beautiful to me. And so there's the story behind the tattoo. And then, you know, you think about things like that and then other things in life. And so we'll elaborate on that in a few minutes. But I think about the things like that in life, even going back to getting orthodontics last August and, you know, now this tattoo that happened when it did and... Guys, Naomi, the tattoo artist, is a the mother of a one of the firefighters at my husband's station. So, hello, duh. Of course God planned it that way. And so those kinds of things are just incredible to me and to watch and see what God does and lines you up. I'm pretty sure I told you, I actually did not. Um, I usually try to revise my, uh, what am I trying to say? Revise my episodes just to keep myself up to date with what I talked about. Cause you guys know I talk about a lot of things. And so I generally try to review it, but I just don't have the time. You guys, it's a busy season and, um, I don't like busy, I like fruitful. It's a fruitful season and God has doing, is doing, has done amazing things in this season right now in my life and Adam's life, my husband's life in our children's lives. It's things are just overwhelmingly beautiful is the description I used the other day. And I just love God's timing. And then just being able to be a part of what he's doing. I mean, he literally loves us so much that he wants to partner with us and he wants us to be in relationship with us to the point of, hey, daughter, I'm going to make this happen for you because I know your heart's desire and I know that you want to be in the community and you want to love on people and you want to partner with people and you want to have resources to send people to. And my new job role is not coincidental. I don't believe there are coincidences with God. And so for me to be in the new position that I am in at the time I'm in it, there's been some struggles, there's been some trials, but I am grateful that God shows me the grace and the people that I work with show me the grace to be able to overcome the difficulties that I'm having personally and um, culturally and societally. Is that a word? Societally? Societal? I don't know. <laughs> I'll look it up later. Anyway, I'm learning a lot about leadership and I'm learning a lot about because I'm in classes 
And so I'm learning a lot about counseling, pastoral counseling. I'm learning a lot about how to approach people, how to perceive people, how to view people. Not that I didn't know that before because I'm a nurse and I can observe and assess things going on spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. I, I have all of that. But anytime that you can enhance and, um, what's the word I was going to try and think of? Let's just go with enhance. Anytime that you can enhance the skills that you already have and make them better, that's what you should do. When you're, if you're a mom, you're a stay-at-home mom, okay, enhance those skills and be a better mom. I have a really good friend that's a stay-at-home mom, and she's doing a fantastic job. And she is probably listening to my voice right now because I love her, and she's a huge support and gives me feedback on my um, podcast. But... She's been sharing from this um, profile on Instagram at the great, no, <laughs> at the gentle mama, two M's. Um, and she shared a couple of posts the last couple of days. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to check this page out. I'm going to start following this lady. Incredible, just incredible truth that you can hold on to and utilize as a mother, father, grandparent, person that knows someone with children. It doesn't matter who you are. Use things, things, not just for you. They're not, these things are not just for yourself, okay? If you learn something and something resonates with you, it's not just for you. My, my mom and I were talking this morning, um, and by the time you hear this, it will be a couple days later, but we were talking, and we talk every day in the morning, <clears throat> and, excuse me, she was sharing with me that, you know, just more and more things get added to her a lot of times. And she's like, man, I just really needed to pray this morning. Okay, that is yes. Like, yes. Our future is paved in prayer, but we should be praying circumstantially. And so if there's something going on in your life and you're like, Lord, I just don't know how I'm going to deal with this. Well, then pray about it. Talk with your godly friend, which is what she did. And you both pray about it. Pray about it separately. Pray about it together. And I found from this website... Um, no, it was clearly something. It was another profile, not website profile, but I shared something with her that was so good and so encouraging because we all need encouragement. If you don't necessarily have to have, if you don't necessarily have the gift of encouragement, then you might have to work a little harder at it, but please make sure that you're reaching out to your friends and that you're encouraging them. You're writing them a, a little note card and you're sending it to them in the mail. People still like to receive mail. You guys, I do. I love receiving handwritten notes. My sweet friend bought me a bracelet the other day because she's like, I was bored and I was on Amazon and I saw a bracelet and made me think of you. <laughs> and I sent it to you. I'm like, you're the sweetest thing ever. Um, and so she's younger than me. And I'm so I mentor her and, and, and guide her. And I just love being able to do that. And um, she watches my boys on occasion. And I just appreciate her for that. We're going to be talking soon, girlfriend, because I need a date night with my husband. <laughs> Make sure you have those people in your life too. If you're married and you have kids, you're you have people you can trust to come and watch your children and you can go on a date with your husband. So anyway, I just love the timing of what God does and how he does it and how he brings people into your life, positions into your life, um changes stuff on you. And guys, you know, I was just talking last night in class. We were all talking, the professor was talking about how a lot of people do not like change. And there's a lot of changes going on in my job right now, not just for me, but for in the whole building and the you know in the church. And it it just it's all good changes. Everything is great. Okay, nothing bad. Everything's good. But with change comes 
um, hesitation and comes, um, there's an A word that I was trying to think of and it's not coming, but there's hesitation and people don't like change. They like things just routine and the same thing over and over again. And, and I'm, and for me, I'm like, heck no. Okay. Let me just tell you, heck no. I want something new every single day. I want life is an adventure and that's how I want to live it. If you know that I'm an Enneagram 7, you're probably laughing and going, yes, Bridget, I've read about you. You're an Enneagram 7, and you love adventure, you love spontaneity, you love um, change, you love everything new every day. And so if you know me, you know I change my hair, you know, very frequently. (laughs) I'm pretty sure last year I was red, and now I'm more brown, and I'm probably going to go back to blonde soon. I don't know. You know, who knows? At one time, I had pretty dark brown hair with gold, not gold, blonde and red highlights. And when I was, it was when Nicholas was younger and he asked me if I was Wonder Woman. Yes, best day ever. (laughs) Besides when I accepted Jesus Christ as my savior. (laughs) I am also Wonder Woman and I have a cape. I have the uniform. Okay, I'm kidding, you guys. It's it's just fun. Okay. I've been Wonder Woman quite a few times for Halloween. Anyway, <laughs> um, you know, and I do want to jump back to the tattoo thing a minute because people are like, oh, you get a tattoo? You know, okay, here's the thing. I don't do controversial, okay? I, I don't, there's no reason for that. I love people and who cares if people want to get tattoos from head to toe? Who cares? You know, there's still a person, There's God created them in his image And if they want to decorate their temple, then by all means, like, go for it. I mean, there was a tapestry hanging in the temple, and it tore in two when Jesus died and took his last breath and was put in the grave and rose again. When Jesus took his last breath, he defeated all of hell and the grave and and death, and he he took the keys from Satan, and it's done. It's finished. And the temple tore in two. And so they decorated the temple beautifully, mind you. And so if I want to put some tapestry on my temple, that's what I'm going to do. Okay, I know. Some people are like, all right, chick, whatever. These Christians that decorate their body, who cares? I'm a Christ follower, and I love Jesus, and I want you to know Jesus, and that's all that matters. Okay, Jesus was a little bit of a rebel, too. <laughs> my friend, I have a good friend. She laughs at that. And I'm like, I'm for real. He was. Like, look, read the word and read how Jesus, I mean, I honor my Savior, okay? I respect him. He is a holy God. But he he put them on their t- toes and turned things on their head, okay? So I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> That's probably why I like him. Um, I'm sorry I'm a little raspy. If you hear that in my voice, you're probably going, okay, we're 15 minutes in and you're just now talking about your rasp. What's going on? I have had a TMI, but terrible post-nasal drip. And I've been going full speed for about four weeks. And my body's like, you are spent, girl. Take some time off. Remember the rest acronym that I told you about last week? Renewal. That's what I'm working on. Expectant. Always living expectant of what God's going to do. Surrender. I have had to surrender. My husband told me last night, babe, I give you permission to take off from Bible study tomorrow morning. You need some time to yourself. Praise the Lord. Sometimes you just need your significant other to tell you, can you just take off some time? I know I did personally. And so I texted um, my best friend earlier this morning. We co-lead a a group this morning. Um, And I told her, I said, I can't. I just can't this morning. I just, I'm going back home. I got to do my own thing. I need some time to myself. She goes, girl, 
you do it. Rest up. I love you. I'm like, okay, you're awesome. Um, I did have to fix Zoom for her because, dang it, I didn't do a recurring schedule. So we had to fix that. But all is well. <laughs> so I've got the post-nasal drip going on, and I'm wearing myself out. And so my body is like, what are you doing, woman? Fix it. And so I've got a little bit of a cough. Not a COVID cough. It's just a cough. Don't be freaking out, people. Okay? And then... um, you know, there's just an element of trust that goes along with all of these things, right? And so God's timing is God's timing. He actually created time for us. God is infinite. He doesn't need time. He created time for us. That's why in Genesis 1, he talks about the sun and the moon and the stars and, you know, the rise and fall of the sunset. That's all for us. He doesn't need those things. He created us to sleep when we need to sleep, work when we need to work and then honor the Sabbath. Okay. And so the other six days are yours. Do whatever you want with them to a degree. You know what I'm saying? The sixth day or the seventh day is his. So honor him. Okay. And I've been trying to do that. It is actually scheduled on my calendar. Pretty sure I've told you guys that it's on my calendar. I, I do not. Okay. I do not diverge from that if absolutely possible, okay, because it is vital. I had a pastor speak into my life a few years ago, and he said, you really need to honor the Sabbath, and you need to take time for you and your family, so I've been doing that, and so that can be challenging with new schedules and new things, but it's okay as long as you're open and you communicate in the right way, and you honor you know, and you trust God and you pray about it and bring it to him and he gives you the words, then all is well. Okay. Um, and so with the timing and the trust, I just, it really hit me when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about for this episode. And in Matthew 16, 24, Matthew's one of my favorite books to read. I know a lot of people like John, you know, following Jesus around, but Matthew really speaks a lot into Jesus. Obviously it's about Jesus's ministry, but I just really like the way Matthew is written. I don't know what it is about Matthew, but I really like it. So you can find this in most of the Gospels, okay? I didn't actually do the research and find out if it's in all four, but I know it's at least in Matthew, so it's probably in one or two of the other ones, or all four. So Matthew 16, 24 talks about, it's Jesus talking to the disciples, and he says, listen, this is Bridget paraphrase, listen, if you want to follow me, you're going to have to give up your life You're going to take up your cross and then you can follow me. And so while I know that I needed rest and I know that I needed time off, I also know that following Jesus is not easy. I know that. I mean, has anyone seen the passion of the Christ in a while? I've seen it recently, twice in this last year. Okay. Just in the, in the first three months of the year, I've seen it twice. And I'm going to tell you every time I watch it, And I watch it for a reason. But anyway, every time I watch it, it impacts me in a different way. And so the last time I watched it, I watched him and what's, I can't remember the guy's name that helps that the Romans pull in and he has to carry the cross with Jesus. They make him carry the cross. Cephas or Caiaphas, Caiaphas is one of the leaders, religious leaders. But for some reason, I feel like it's something along those lines. But anyway, uh, I just think about how heavy that cross is, okay? And I actually want to do some research now that it's been put on my heart and I'm thinking about it. 
And I want to see how heavy those crosses are, were in the Roman time when they used to do crucifixions. I, I want to know how heavy they are. Because one, you give up your own way. You got to humble yourself. You got to surrender. And you have to go, all right, if you are Lord over my life, then I'm going to give up mine so that I can have yours. Because the goal is to be more holy. It, the goal is, and I, I didn't look up where it says in the word, this um, scripture, but the, the goal is to be holy as he is holy. And I would have known it probably a week or so ago, but I, I need rest, guys. That's what I'm working on. But I'm still going to record because podcast is important and I'm consistent. Side note. So how heavy are those crosses? And so I think about things like that and how on the daily, every day, Jesus wants us to take up our cross and follow him. Every day. So how much weight do you think you're carrying? But then he turns in Matthew 11 before this because he wants to he wants to prepare you, right? He wants to prepare you in Matthew 11:28 through 30 that says come to me all you who are weary and heavy burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and I let's see and I oh, look, I just forgot it. Mm, I can't remember the last part of the scripture, but you can look it up. Matthew 11:28 through 30. But I'm going to tell you that he Jesus totally prepared them before Matthew 16, okay? Because He says, come to me because my yoke is easy and my burden is light and I will, I will give you rest. I will carry these things for you. But yet a few, few chapters later, which I don't know the time frame between Matthew 11 and Matthew 16, but a few chapters later, he says, you know, listen, if you're going to follow me, you're going to have to take up, give up your own life and take up your cross daily and follow me. So he knew what was coming and he knew what he needed to prepare them that he doesn't want you carrying burdens, but he does want you carrying your cross. And so, Ooh, that was good from the Holy spirit. Y'all right there that he doesn't want you carrying burdens, but he wants you carrying your cross because we have to die to ourselves to live a sacrificial life for Jesus Christ. And I get in my way all the time. There are, there are, on a daily basis, I get in my own way and I have to go, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And sometimes that's all you can say, right? It depends on what's going on. It depends on the circumstance. It depends on what you've been handed. But Jesus always says, you don't have to bear that alone. And he also says in the word, I'm pretty sure it's Paul that says that you need to share your burdens with one another and you need to carry your burdens with one another. Because that's why Jesus said that the yoke is lighter when there's two of you. Like you don't see, you don't go out in an agrarian culture and you don't see um, oxen with a double yoke and only one oxen, right? No, you see two. You see two together because then the weight's less. Like they're, they're powerful beasts, right? And they can handle a lot, but they can't handle a two oxen yoke by themselves, right? Got the analogy? Okay. So again, Jesus is preparing them. Matthew 16, he tells you, this is for you too, not just his disciples. You are his disciple. If you want to follow him, you got to give up your way, take up your cross and follow him. 
And then later on, in Matthew 26, 39, when he's praying to the Father in the Garden of Gethsemane, and that's a powerful picture. It's a powerful picture of the power that our Savior has, but the, I don't want to say weakness because he wasn't weak, but it really was the love, the love that Jesus possesses for you and for me that brought him to bloody sweat and tears in the garden because he didn't want to go through what he had to go through. And you, if you've seen The Passion, then you know that it's pretty brutal what is in the movie, but that's not even close to what <laughs> what can be portrayed as to what happened to our Savior. And so, in the garden, Jesus prays, and he says, not your will, Father, but not my will, but yours be done. Take this cup from me if you can. But if you can't, then I want your will to be done. And guys, sometimes I think that we really have to humble ourselves and we have to surrender and we have to say, you know what, God, this hand right here that I'm, I'm dealt, it's, it's really sucks right now. It's okay to talk to God that way. He gets it. Okay. He made us. He understands us. Okay. And you can tell him, God, this really sucks right now, but I trust you to do your will, to carry me through. And through is the key word. He's going to get you through. Our pastor did a series called Through Faith uh, seasons ago. I don't know how long ago. You can find it in the, gar- in the archives on our website, mbcocala.com. But it was an excellent series. And I just want you to hold on to having through faith. Like, you don't have to have it all together. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't anyway. Only God does. And so I would encourage you to... Trust his timing and trust him, period. And lean on him, as he says in Matthew 11. But also take up your cross and surrender and sacrifice your life. Pray for the Holy Spirit to come upon you and burn out any impurities and imperfections because that will make you more holy. The goal is to be more holy. Holy like he is holy. And we are covered in his righteousness And we are covered in the blood of Jesus. So we don't have to worry about those things that we do with the sins. And like he covers all of that. We don't have to worry about those things. And if you are, talk to God about it. God, I did this and I'm carrying it around and I'm sorry. I'm sorry I partnered with whatever it is. I give it over to you. I surrender it over to you. I don't want to pick it up anymore. Thank you, Jesus, for helping me and taking care of it. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping me to focus on something else and not the problem that I keep picking up again and again and again. You don't have to do it, friends. You don't have to do it. Just let it be what it is. And if you can't, you do your part. But if there are things that are out of your control, then you trust God to deal with it. Because you can't fix certain things. You just can't. And I'm going to segue into... A new podcast that I'm listening to, Dr. John Deloney, he is awesome. One, he's funny, and he's really entertaining to listen to, but he has some really good truths, you guys, and he is a Christian-based psychologist, and he is um, newly on staff with um, Dave Ramsey, Ramsey Solutions, 
and he is excellent. I'm listening to his podcast and there is some legit things that people call in with and it, it's a call-in show. It's like back in the old days, right? When you used to be able to call and talk to somebody <laughs> and ask questions, right? So he's doing that, which I love. And I just love how he tackles things. And he flat out tells people, you know what? I'm really sorry this is happening to you and your family, your daughter, or whatever. I, I, this really sucks. I'm sorry that this is happening to you. And he gives them just really practical ways to line things up and to tackle them head on. I'm like, man, if I ever have to call him, I'm going to have a notepad ready because he's got some really good stuff, right? (laughs) Anyway, I'm still lingering and leaning into the rest that God has for me. And I want you to do the same. Make sure you're not spinning your wheels constantly, you guys. I just wrote in my journal, God, help me to not spin my wheels. I don't want to spin my wheels anymore. I don't want to feel like I'm a hamster. And so I'm trying to navigate this new season, and my husband is a huge, tremendous help. He helps bring me back down to earth when I'm flying off the handle and um, my brain is in Lulu La La Land. And so I'm grateful for my partner in life, and um, my husband's amazing, and I'm grateful for my kids. My kids are making just, you know, their developmental stages are really cool. My son, oldest, is getting ready to turn 13, and my youngest is getting ready to turn 5. And they're actually going to be in a place where they're going to be at summer camp together. This is the last um, year that my um, oldest can be at the summer camp he's going to. And then this is the first year that my youngest will be at this summer camp. And so it's really cool that they're now being able to do things together. And then they're going to be going to school together. And which blows my mind um, that my baby is going to be in kindergarten this year. And I was doing okay, you guys, until, like, we had to buy the uniforms, and then he's in summer camp now, and now he's got a big boy bed, like, big boy bed. He's got a queen-size bed, like, seriously. And so, <laughs> I was doing okay, um, but pray for me. Okay, and pray for me in these last couple of weeks of classes. Um, I just want to, I just want to knock out these papers with high intensity, and just, God gives me the wisdom and words to put into it. And just pray me through this um, season of still, um, you know, accommodating myself to or acclimating myself to this new role. I'm excited about it. God put me there for a reason. I'm excited to be on the team that I'm on. Um, I'm just thrilled with all the things. And so I'm excited, but I know that there's challenges with newness. Um, And it keeps me going, you guys. This is like vibrancy for me. I love change. And so I'm excited to tackle it head on. But I just want to ask for prayer because I know some of you know that I'm praying for you and I'm going to pray here in a minute um, on the podcast. But sometimes I need prayer. Uh, Actually, a lot of times I need prayer, but I like to voice it sometimes. So you know how to pray for me and I appreciate your prayers. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and lift you all up in prayer and our week to come. And, um, we're just trusting, we're trusting God's timing and we're trusting him period that he's going to see things through to fruition. And remember that if it is negative, God's not done. Okay. Heavenly father, thank you. Thank you that you don't end things on a negative because you promise us abundant life. And God, we're standing on those promises. We're standing on the promise that you never leave us or forsake us. We're standing on the promise that you give us sweet sleep. We're standing on the promise that you are for us and not against us. That you will help us fight our battles, God. That we just need to suit up and armor up and fight the part that we can, but you're going to fight and win the battle for us. You've already won, God. We already have the victory in Jesus Christ. But we know that there are things that the enemy tries to throw at us that will not work. 
because we know the promises that we can stand on. We know that we're covered in Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ and his righteousness. And God, I pray that you will help my brothers and sisters and myself to be more holy, holy as you are holy, that you will show us the ways that we can get rid of things in our life that are hindering us from the holiness that you are walking us to. And God, I thank you for those promises. I thank you that we have eternal life in you and that we are going to get to come home with you one day and that we will feast on your goodness forever. Thank you, God, for this time. Thank you for who you are and what you do and what you show us every single day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Talk for Your Walk. I am certainly blessed by you knowing that you are here with me and you're listening and that you're praying for me. If you heard my prayer request just a minute ago, I am just grateful that you would take the time and lift me up to our Father and that you would pray for me. So I thank you for that. I pray that you are encouraged and you are helped and this helps you to see God more clearly. Please subscribe and share with a friend and let them know that there is hope and there is help and we are in this together. I thank you and I pray blessing over you. 